Hey guys, what's going on? Joe Bear here from AGM. I am super excited about this episode. I had a chance to sit down with my good friend Tamika. She was sharing some amazing gems. So check out this episode. Let me know what you think. Likes and comment. Look forward to see you on there. Welcome to Small Biz Tips with My Connections with your host, Jewel Bear Abraham, Abraham, where he invites successful six-figure or seven-figure entrepreneurs on the show to share their journey, their failure, their lessons, and tips that can help and inspire up-and-coming entrepreneurs. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Small Biz Tips. I am super excited. Today, I have a really good friend of mine. I know this girl for like forever. So <laughs> her name is Tamika Vasquez. How are you doing today, Tamika? I'm great. I'm great. How are you? I am fantastic. Thank you for <laughs> blessing us with just a few minutes of your time. <laughs> of course. I have all the time in the world for you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's dive right in. Tell us more about you, what you do. Kind of give us the background story on you. Yeah, sure. Um, Okay, so I do a lot of different things, but in a way they're all connected. So my full-time work is as a marketing strategist. So um, I'm a global head of marketing at a large professional services company. And so what I focus on in the day-to-day, like real life, (laughs) is actually creating marketing strategy um, for our business unit. So we Mm. go after high-tech companies, we go after manufacturing companies, um, we go after all sorts of companies that are in like the kind of new age, you know, like Mm -hmm. the media or e-commerce or those kinds of spaces. So it's a really interesting role, mainly because especially this year, you know, you get to kind of be at the forefront of all of these very large companies being disrupted in new ways. And Mm -hmm. so my job is really just to kind of offer um, a strategy to our business unit to help sell our products, our services, and just really keep up with like the growing trends that are happening at the companies. So that's like my day job. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's, it's, it's never bored. You're never bored. So, (laughs) um, (laughs) and then outside of that, I do a couple things. I Mm -hmm. I teach part-time. So I teach over Mm -hmm. at St. John's university currently. Um, so I took a break from that, uh, for the last semester, but I'm actually coming back in the spring. So they'll see me again in a few weeks. Yeah. Um, and then outside of that, I also, I do speaking engagements, which I, I think that's how we met. Um, mm. So I do speaking engagements um, and uh, I'm always working on like just different ideas and, and working on different projects with startups. Sometimes, sometimes I'm, I'm advising startups. Nice. Um, sometimes I'm just partnering with, you know, different agencies on things that they have to do. So I feel like I'm always just kind of doing a lot of different things, but they're usually in the realm of like some kind of strategy and education. That's awesome. I'll call you like an entrepreneur, entrepreneur. Yeah, have, sounds about you know. right. <laughs> <laughs> so now one thing I noticed, uh, you call yourself a futurist. Mm-hmm. What, what exactly does that mean to you? It means everything to me. Um, mm. I thought very carefully about using that word. Um, mm. A lot of uh, futurists typically think about the future through the lens of technology. So they're always thinking Mm -hmm. about, you know, like what's the future going to be in different spaces and, you know, what are their predictions or what are Mm -hmm. things that they are anticipating? So that's kind of the space that they live in. For me personally, being a futurist means that 
you're not really focused on tech. You're not really focused on any particular thing. Mm -hmm. What you are focused on is creating or redesigning the ways that we are navigating towards the future. That's what it means to me. So a lot of what I'm really passionate about is Mm -hmm. I want to get us um, as individual people, as companies, as societies, whatever you want to categorize, I want to get us away from the status quo. Um, And for me, what that means is I want to offer people better questions that they can explore. I want to offer, you know, better ways of looking at things or new ways of looking at things. Uh. And I want to allow for imagination to flow so that we can create a future that fundamentally looks different than the present. Because I think what often happens is, you know, our imaginations get stifled. Like we get caught up in day-to-day processes. We get caught up in what is considered the status quo. And I think that more and more, I wanna get into a space where I'm enabling people with the tools, with the education, with the mm-hmm. you know the frameworks and all of the things that they would need to put all that to the side and recreate the ways that they're looking at the world and how they navigate the world. That would create better products and services, that would create better businesses, it would create better jobs, um, it would create a more interesting experience in education, in the public sector. It has a domino effect and it really just begins with, um, you know, somebody maybe like myself, maybe somebody like you, whoever can be that futurist and can offer people um, that pathway to uh, just kind of thinking about the future as a space that we That's actually can own. Yeah. I got a couple questions here because one, to me, from what you described, you want to change the world. <laughs> and it's still some tiny thoughts, way, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so you know, how did how did you come up? You know, where did that idea first came from? What's the original thought process that went through your mind that make you say, you know, if people start asking better questions, there could be a domino effect. I think everything. I've ever done in some small way has always been about this. So I don't know if there was like really an aha moment. I think it's just been a a culmination of moments. I think like, at least in my career, for example, you're creating a marketing strategy and you're helping Mm -hmm. companies to tell their story in the marketplace. When you're doing that, if you have done this now for a few years, any marketer would tell you at a certain point, it just becomes rinse and repeat. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of come up with the basic strategy, you can rinse and repeat it 10 times over. Yeah. And that gets boring, that gets uninspiring. So I think for me, it's always been like, how do I just not be bored with the stories that I'm helping these companies tell? How do I do it in a way that is going to allow them to establish a new space for themselves and like literally create a space for themselves? So I think just in my work, I've had to really think about that. Um, and then I think on a personal level, like, you know, we have a lot of things going on culturally, politically, mm-hmm. socially. And so for me, it's always been like, what is the actual problem? And sometimes we don't know, we don't have a definition around that. And so I think as we're trying to solve the problems that we're identifying, like one by one, piece by piece, I think what becomes important is you need to learn how to ask a question because once you learn how to ask that question, then you'll figure out what your problem actually is. And the way you go about navigating the solution is going to be a little bit more holistic. Um, I think sometimes, you know, for example, you might think, oh, I hate the rain. Is it really that you hate the rain or is it that there's something about this rain that's maybe triggering memories that happen to happen in the rain? Or there's something about that that psychologically, you know, puts you in a different mood and it's not necessarily 
necessarily the rain. It's your inability to, you know, maintain a certain mood despite the weather. I'm just using that as a silly yeah, example, yeah. but um, no, this is awesome. You know what I'm saying? I get yeah. it. Now it's so when you go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say. So, like, when you learn how to ask a question, you then almost instantly have a better chance of being able to address the problem that you're seeing. So that takes me, let, let's, let's kind of round it up around entrepreneurship, right? Because we have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to this. Yeah. Show. So how can entrepreneurs ask better questions to solve, to provide better solutions to problems? Like, what would you say would be like, you know, the first two or three, is, is there a framework that should be following? What, what would that look like for them to come up yeah. with better questions? There, there's so many things I could say about this. I'll try to keep it... Um, pointed to things yeah. that I've noticed most recently. There's only really two times that innovation really happens. Um, one, it happens out of complete utter necessity, like complete, I'm desperate for this thing to exist. And so I'm going to create it myself. Or it happens when you have the freedom, the space, the time, the finances, and all of the luxuries where you're now allowed to go out there in the world and dream and come up with new things. So what I'm suggesting to like people who are entrepreneurs is that you don't necessarily, you know, live on either side of those things that you, you one, give yourself the freedom, the space and the time, even if you don't have the finances to dream and to think and to brainstorm and to be a student of the world while you are identifying something that is a necessity that is um, becoming more apparent and more desperate in the world, right? There's a need that you need to fill. So yeah. I think entrepreneurs need to kind of balance their own way between those two types of things, because that's when innovation really happens. But I think in asking better questions, it becomes a process of you not assuming that you know what you know. Mm. Um, you have to not assume that, because I think a lot of the times when people look at, you know, for example, I was having a conversation with a friend last night, yeah. And he was thinking about, you know, some of the technological disparities that exist in the country that he's from. And so he has all these ideas about how, you know, he wants to go back to that country. He wants to set up, you know, educational boot camps and things that would allow people to gain technological skills. Now, yeah. that's amazing, right? You're thinking about that and you're like, yes, please go do that because there's a need for that. But what I had to challenge him with was, is your assumption correct? Is it actually that there is a talent issue or is the issue more macro than that? And if you can evaluate the macro issue, then you can find your question. So your question wow. may actually be, how do I get this country, for example, to compete on a global scale, as opposed to asking the question, how do I get more students you know, to learn how to code, for, wow. for instance? Wow, and that, the micro-macro effect. Yeah, yeah. And I think <laughs> that's something that a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with because you know, I'll say we, right. Cause I have my own little things, but we jump into spaces and we're like, okay, we kind of understand them generally. And we make a lot of assumptions. So the way you go about then starting a business or a project or a partnership may be around something that you're completely assuming. But if you take a step back and you kind of analyze things on a macro scale, you can identify what's the thing that I actually want to solve for and mm -hmm. really be targeted towards that. Because once you have that, everything else that you do becomes a little bit more agile because once you have the end goal in mind, you're not going to get tied to yeah. one solution because you'll know, okay, there are many ways I could probably tackle that. Let me at least try one, test that out for a year or two. If that's not working, I can easily pivot. And it allows um, you to be break free from, I guess, like tying yourself down to what you think um, the world is missing and offer something that it's actually clearly missing.
Wow. I'm like mind blowing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so many gems and so many ways I can go a little bit deeper. Uh, but because yeah. we, we have a, a certain time period since you're so busy. Uh, <laughs> so I, I got two more questions for you. One, yeah, go for it. Um, what has been one of your biggest challenges this past year? I think, um, to be honest, my biggest challenge was not necessarily everything that was going on in the world. My biggest challenges were actually more about finding the right balance for my own self. So for example, mm. um, you know, I have a team that I deal with at work yeah. and I really care about my team. So I think that a lot of navigating all the uncertainties and different things happening in different countries and all the craziness mm. of this year, I think I was really struggling to prioritize my own self in all of that because I was mm. really trying to make sure that they felt supported, that, you know, that we can keep the work afloat um, and that, you know, we could just kind of get things done without it feeling so bogged down. And I don't think I really took a step back to evaluate the ways that I was just stressed out. I was just too busy focusing on pretty much everybody else, not just That's my yourself. team, but also yeah, every, just everything else, you know, like helping my family navigate to mm -hmm. working remotely. I was already working remotely. So I think that for me, a lot of what was going on was more about like, okay, what's going on outside of myself. And I didn't really yeah. take a lot of time um, to prioritize my own mental health, my own um, challenges with balancing, you know, work being from home and, yeah. you know, all of these things. So I think honestly, that was my biggest challenge and the biggest wake up call. It's interesting because, you know, everybody went through this process right entrepreneurs yeah. employees and so forth we all go through that that challenges throughout the year and some people come to press over it some people use it as a strength some people become more self-aware you know so my i guess my last question to you before we wrap things up is you know what is one tip that you would like to share with with business owners entrepreneurs executives out there that's listening to this podcast that can really help them, you know, go beyond that specific challenge that we all went through this past year? Yeah, I think it's such a good question. Um, you know, for me, I think the biggest takeaway was that self-reflection. Mm -hmm. And it was being honest with myself about, I guess, like where I generate energy from. And I think a lot of people struggled with that now, because if you're, I'm not an extrovert, I'm very much an introvert, believe it or not. Me but, too. <laughs> um, I, think, I think, and yeah, I, I get that, right? Like I believe that. Um, but I think for a lot of people who, let's say, for example, are extroverts, they derive their energy from being around people and all of yeah. those things. So I think, you know, they may have struggled, but even introverts like me and you, we struggle in a different way because the energy that we may get may come in different ways and you have to be able to identify that. So I think for me, and you know, it's what I learned for myself and the advice I would give to others is to kind of figure out what are your energy sources um, and really try to figure out if you can supplement that in this environment. You know, if it means that you need to um, kind of meet new people, find ways of meeting new people. So there's so many things that are going on right now that allow us to interact with strangers and meet new people mm -hmm. and share ideas. You know, if you derive energy from taking walks, then put your mask on and take a walk. Like you need to identify what those things are. And I think the biggest lesson for me was um, kind of protecting my very early mornings. Mm -hmm. I realized, you know, now more than ever before, I really, um, I really come up with my best ideas and I'm really my best self very yeah. early in the morning. <laughs> and that's a time, yeah, like it's crazy, right? But that's something that you would think you know that about yourself and you probably did. 
but it wasn't until this experience that you realize, you know what, I got to be really protective yeah. of that, you know, seven to 9am hour. Um, and whatever I can do in that time needs to be about me. And that to me is a huge thing that's come out of this year. And I'm like super excited for the new year, just because now I have that insight about myself. Self-awareness, you know, yeah. it's, 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 it's funny you said that because I'm looking at, for me, my best time. I normally wake up around 5, 5.30. So from 5.30 to about 8, that's like my best time. Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like at my highest peak. I can do almost anything. You know, my thought process flow, everything flow extremely well during that time period. So I spend that exactly. most of that time meditating, working on, you know, key projects. That's when I do my best thinking as well. So I'm glad you said that because a lot of us entrepreneurs and executives and businesses don't think about ourselves that way. And we should, exactly. we should have that self-awareness and also the power of asking the right questions <laughs> like you did like you showed us so to wrap things up how do people get in touch with you I mean I know you all over so how, what's the best way for them to, to connect <laughs> yeah um I mean well the good thing about being all over is that you can find me anywhere really <laughs> so um you know LinkedIn is fine uh Instagram Twitter those are probably the two platforms I'm the most active on outside of LinkedIn and so on all of them I'm just at Tamika Vasquez so you'll you'll be able to find me that way. Awesome. Thank you again for your time, Tamika. This Thank you. Amazing. And guys, I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Connect with Tamika. She's amazing. Trust me. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Small Biz Tips. For more, subscribe to our YouTube channel and connect on LinkedIn and Instagram at Jeff Abe Online. And check out our website at www.abrahamglobal.com.